the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Brendan Chagru, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. Welcome into a very special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I am not Ryan Dangle. This is actually Brendan Chagru. Ryan, turn over the keys to the podcast to me for, like I said, a very special episode because we have a really cool interview with a former Chicago Bears player and current social media sensation. And look, because of the position I'm in and because of the opportunities I get with Bears Wire and all that, every once in a while I have the opportunity and the privilege to interview current and former Bass players. And this time I was able to interview Spice Adams. And thankfully, we were able to get the audio for the podcast. So I thought it would be a really cool treat to share it with everybody on Bear Down Report. So Spice and I talked for about 20 minutes or so. He's doing some really great things with Charmin. We, of course, get into his old playing days. I've got quite a few questions for him about what he's seeing from this team now, particularly on the defense. And, of course, I have to get into some of his social media sensations that he's done and some of the characters that he's been able to create over the last few years. So... Super stoked for you guys to hear this interview, and once again, I'm really appreciative of him and his team for allowing us to do this podcast, and of course, Ryan for letting me do this special episode. Before we get into all of that, though, I have to tell you about our guy, Jeff Cadwalder. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home the next year, visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwalder with At Properties can help you. He's a third-generation realtor, and Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. He provides lots of information and market insight without any pressure, so you can definitely make an informed decision about your next real estate experience. Visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more, or just call text the number 630-254-4734 to speak directly with him. Guys, you know what next week is, right? It's Thanksgiving. And yes, even though we know the Bears are playing the Lions and they're definitely going to spank them again, it also means you're going to be seeing quite a few family members probably, some of which maybe for the first time in many months. So that means you got to be looking your best, and that's why you need to visit our guy Will at Sheridan's Barbershop. Sheridan's Barbershop is located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, and has been serving the community for 67 years. With five barbers, they're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, taking Sundays off for the Bears game, which is a smart move. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Visit SheridansBarbershop.com or call 630-668-0137 and book your appointment today. Sheridan's Barbershop where traditional meets modern. All right, before we get into the interview, I just need to make a note or two. I didn't have access to my podcast microphone, so I had to use the AirPods. Quality's not the best on my side, but Spice sounds great, and really, that's all that matters. You guys don't need to be listening to me ask questions, so just forewarning, the audio quality on my side's not the greatest. And also, I ask a question about... Jay Cutler getting hurt in the 2011 season. Spice, I think, kind of heard the 2010 season. So didn't really correct him on that one. But the answer was so good, I just left it in anyway. So just wanted to put that out there. So without further ado, here is Anthony Spice Adams. 
All right. I am so excited to be joined by former Chicago Bears defensive tackle. He's the co-host of Inside the Bears with Lauren Screeden and also co-host of the Great American Baking Show. Basically, he's everywhere. He is Anthony Spice Adams. Spice, how's it going? How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm doing good. So yeah. before we get into everything, you're doing something really cool with Charmin. So Charmin has this new forever rollout. And this thing, from what I've told, this is like the size of a tire. Is that right? Yeah, the size of a, a spare tire, at least. Uh, <laughs> It's available in the Chicago area, Target, Meyer stores, and it's called the Forever Roll. So if you if you can imagine if you're a household of two, I mean, you can go up to one month without changing this roll. And I mean, it's uh, still the two-ply. It's ultra soft. It comes with its own steel roll holder. And uh, I, it's, it's crazy that I can remember all of this. But uh, <laughs> the, the thing about it is if, if you're not satisfied with it then Charmin will offer a 30-day money-back guarantee you know so it's crazy because I mean if you think about you know being at a, a football game and being a host you always got to run through toilet paper and make sure you got enough or whatever but you know if you get the forever roll I mean you can just put it in there and not really have to worry about anything and you know sometimes as, as guys we want to help out with shopping and things like that but if we come back to the crib with the spare tire worth of toilet paper. Like I would imagine I'll be the man if I walk through with that. That's true. And that is one of like life's worst things is realizing you're out of toilet paper and you just have to realize like, okay, I'm in a compromised position here. I have to go through this. So this really would take out all of those issues. Now I got to ask, I mean, you know, I, I think you can tell a lot by a person by how they use the toilet paper. Are you a crumpled or fold guy? <laughs> uh, I'm more of a fold guy uh, just because I want to see how much I'm using. You know what I mean? Like if you just crumple it up, like you just, you really just, just taking more than you need. So I'm, I'm more of a fold guy. And, and that was basically my grandfather because my grandfather you know, he, you couldn't waste anything with him. So he's like, you need to at least, you need at least five, right? And then you roll it like this or whatever. But he's, he was a stickler on everything in the house. So uh, I'm, I'm more of a folder to ask, answer your question. You know, it's funny. I pretty much was crumpled up until I grew up and moved out on my own and had to like yeah. start thinking about buying my own. And then you're like, yes. same thing. You got to measure that yeah. out. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, gotta measure it out. No question about it. So since you're tight with Charmin and they're doing great things with this, uh, could you put in maybe a word, a request to get like a, a Green Bay Packers logo on the next forever roll for us in Chicago? Because I think those would sell out pretty quickly. Oh, man, that would be a great idea, man. I would love that. That would be awesome, man. I'm pretty sure... The green team up north probably wouldn't like that, man. But I, I think that'll be great. We should we should look into that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So Spice, this is this is really exciting for me because I don't know if you remember, we talked last year around this time, and I really we really got into a lot of stuff with the current bears, but I didn't get a chance to ask you about your playing days. And believe it or not, it's been 10 years since you played in the league, which is absolutely insane to me. So obviously you retired after the 2011 season. It's been a while, but 
what do you miss most about your playing days? And I'll say, I'll put a caveat. You can't say the locker room because I know you're going to say the locker room. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I was just going to say I oh. miss everything that everybody hated. Everything that everybody hated is something that I loved. Like, for instance, if you're playing the three technique defensive tackle, that's the position that gets all of the sacks and the money. You know what I mean? Like when you, if a three technique got moved to nose guard, he is pissed. He's like, why do I want to play nose guard? Because I'm going to get double teams for the whole game. But that was something that I loved. You know, uh, I, I love being in the middle of the, of the defense. I, I love being a, uh, the unsung hero. I love training camp. Like everything that, that made you miserable was the stuff that I loved. Like, I, I love the two-a-days. I love the grind. Like, all of that stuff. Everything everybody hates is, is the stuff that I love. And that's what I miss. I, I miss the grind. Of course, I miss the locker room, like you said, and the, and the relationships that you make with everybody. And I still keep in contact with my teammates to this day. But the grind of it all, just to go through it, and then once you're done, to say you accomplished it, it was, it was the best feeling in the world for me. Um, just I, I, I like that grind. I used to like making myself feel miserable. So by the time game day rolled around, like it'll be, you know, a little easier for me because I done been through it all already. But you can't I you love can't that. that grind anymore. Like you can't can't simulate it. Like you can't simulate, you know, waking up at six o'clock in the morning to be there at seven to lift weights to go through all of the meetings and then be done with your day by 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. at night. Like there's no way you can simulate that. Now that's, that's true. At least, you know, I, I believe it's true. Obviously I didn't play at the NFL level, but, and I think that's also why you're so successful in your post-playing career with everything you're doing because of that grind. Like you're, you're able to do so many different things, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. So with, with the amount of time that you play in the league, who was the toughest offensive lineman you ever had to face? A guy that just gave you fits no matter what. Uh, Kevin Mawai pops out for sure. He was just so quick and he wasn't the biggest, but his technique was sound. Um, there were different ways that he could irk you where if you put your hands on him right away, like he can chop him and make you fall forward. He could he could do all types of things, man. It just depends on what you were giving him. Like if you bull rushed him, he found a way to get out of that. Because a lot of people, that's the first thing they're going to do because he was at the time probably about 280, 275. And then what was so crazy is I think he broke his right hand. And so then he found out a way to snap with his left hand. And so he's thinking like, okay, now I finally got an advantage over him. And next thing you know, he learns how to snap with his left hand. I'm just like, man, this guy, goodness gracious, man. But guys like him pop out, my teammates, Olin Krutz, Jeremy Newberry, those guys were very, very difficult to um, try to find out. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, we, we we had a lot of battles, man. And I, uh, I remember playing on the Niners and playing against, uh, Chicago Bears and going up against them. And I was just like, man, it was just like confirmation and practice that I was like, dang, this guy's he's, he's, he's a pretty tough dude, you know? So, uh, but those are the guys that, that really pop out. 
What was your favorite Bears game that you were ever a part of as a player? I would have to say uh, the Seattle game in, in the playoffs, that because that was my first time ever going to the playoffs. I mean, I played nine years and been to the playoffs one time. So playing against Seattle and then beating them, that was like the best in the world. I mean, we were one game away from the Super Bowl, and uh, I was I was happy to get there. But to, that that game against Seattle was was special to me. And also, I would also say that the Minnesota game when we had to play at Minnesota on University of Minnesota's new field, which was just complete ice. It was ice. Uh, I think it was ice in the middle of the field. But like on the side of the field, it was like it was kind of normal or whatever. But of course, University of Minnesota's um, field is outdoor, but it's turf. And I think that was the time when the uh, Minnesota's dome had collapsed because of the the weight of the snow. So we had to play there. Uh, but that game was very memorable because we ended up winning the NFC North. So uh, those games for sure was definitely very memorable. And I just remember that Seattle game. It was picture perfect, like snowy weather that you guys went out. Like, I think it was like the first play, seven nothing lead. You embarrassed yeah. Hassel all day. Greg, Greg Olson. Olson, yeah. Hit, oh, man. Yeah. What a game. I remember that. So, so going into 2011, your last year, it's going to be like the 10 year anniversary of when Jay Cutler got hurt. And for me, this is one of the most like what if things ever because. You guys were rolling, everything was great, and then the injury happened and everything kind of fell apart. So in your honest opinion, if Jay Cutler never got hurt, how far do you think that team would have gone? We'd have won the Super Bowl. There's no way you can convince me that we'd have won that game, we wouldn't have beat the Steelers. Like we just we just beat one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The, that the the Packers beat Atlanta in Atlanta, I think like 48 to 13 or something crazy like that. So they were hot. Then they came into Soldier Field and they only scored two offensive touchdowns. They they only scored two offensive touchdowns after putting up 48 or whatever it was against Atlanta. And then going on to beat the Steelers. So you mean to tell me if we didn't beat that team, like we wouldn't beat the Steelers? Man, we'd we'd have won the Super Bowl. But we'll never know. (laughs) I know. That's the hardest thing. So moving moving into this year's Bears, last year, I asked you a question about the offense, and you basically said throw away the play, throw away half the playbook. And just run the ball, run the ball. And you know what? That's what they did. And they went on that run. It was incredible. It was like they listened to us. So I'm going to ask you a similar question, this time on the defense, because the defense has kind of struggled as of late. So if you're putting your coach hat on, Spice, what would you do if you're Sean Desai coaching up that defense right now? Well, I always try to simplify things. You know, I think that's that's best. I think when when we were playing, everybody in the lock in the, in the locker room, in the huddle, especially in the huddle, we just say, "Hey, man, do your job. Do your job. Don't try to do anybody else's. If you got a gap, get a gap. Don't try to go to B gap. Do your job. 
So I think if you just simplify things and just bring everything back to square one, I think, um, you know, you'll be excited with, with the outcome because then everybody's job just becomes just one particular thing and that's it. And if you can't do that, then we'll put somebody else in who can. That was kind of the motto. And, you know, when you get down in your stance and you're watching film and when you're practicing, you're always thinking that, like, you know, I could be replaced. If I don't do my job, if I don't do my job to the best of my ability, I can get replaced. And I remember a lot of times seeing, you know, a revolving door at corner or maybe at safety. And I'm just like, man, if that's happening to them, that definitely can happen to me. So I definitely want to, you know, make sure that, you know, the nose guard isn't a re revolving door. Like I want to, I want to stay here. I want to start. I want to contribute to the team and, and earn my keep. So I think once you got that in the back of your mind, then you're able to, to play a lot faster. And, um, you know, right now, I just, I, I don't think people have that, that mentality of, okay, if I don't do well, then, you know, I think they're going to put somebody else in. Interesting. It's a good answer. So speaking of the nose guard, Eddie Goldman obviously missed all of last year by opting out of COVID. He came back this year and he kind of seemed like he struggled a little bit up until recently. So mm -hmm. as a former nose tackle yourself, how how difficult is it really to come back after missing an entire year of football to try and regain your form? It's tough. I know a lot of times I don't like, you know, the bye week because it's just like a week just to make it seem like you're off. So I couldn't imagine a whole year, you know, especially being a big guy. Like a week is like two weeks is just ridiculous if you're a big guy. So a whole year it's, it's tough, man, but at the same time, you're a professional um, and you have to conduct yourself accordingly and, you know, just go out and, and perform, whatever whatever the case may be. You know, at the end of the day, you're supposed to be 10 steps ahead of the game if you've been out for a year. You know, I mean, you're supposed to be coming back and just tip-top shape and, you know, you, you got to hit the ground running, so... Um, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, he had to get the cobwebs off, but uh, the last couple of games I've seen, he, he's looked phenomenal. So I don't think that has affected him um, up until this point. But if, if your name is not being called a lot, then obviously you must be doing something right. So, but these last couple of games, he's been balling. Oh, definitely. A couple more questions for you. What are your thoughts on the new taunting rules? Because they've really come to light over the last few weeks. Oh, my gosh. Those are the most awful rules I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man, you can't even look at somebody. I mean, this is unreal. It is, it is unreal. I don't, I don't get, like, when that just came about where you can just throw a flag off of somebody looking on the sideline. I mean, he didn't say anything. He didn't. He didn't do any crazy gestures. He went and looked on the sideline. And, and oh, my gosh, that is that is the off, one of the most awful rules I've, I've ever seen. It they're is. calling more of them, too, lately. Like, they, there's an uptick in the last, like, three or four weeks, which is just unbelievable to me. I saw a running back from the Detroit Lions 
get a first down after it looked like he might have been stopped after getting like a seven yard game. But then he started churning and, you know, started carrying a lot of folks without the help of the offensive line. You know, sometimes the offensive line comes in and push and all that. No, this guy was just kept his legs running. Boom, boom, boom. He's breaking tackles. He gets an extra three yards and sees that he has a first down. He gets up and celebrates. Yeah, he's not in anybody's face. He's just excited that he was able to get his team a first down after probably being stopped for a seven-yard game. And so he's just excited. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not talking to anybody in particular. He's just, you know, emotional and happy and really saying that to himself. Like, yeah, I did it. Da, 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 da. They, they gave him a taunting penalty. It is, it is crazy. Like, you can't even motivate yourself these days. Like, it's like they want you to show no emotion. And then in our instance, when um, – when we got the sack, like, he's like, yo, I just got cut from mm -hmm. the Steelers. And I want to show them, like, look, y'all messed up. And so I'm going to go over to the sideline, make sure they see number 59, and just like, yeah, y'all messed up. But they threw the flag on. It is, it is unreal. Like, we play this kid's game, but we can't show any emotion. It's It's ridiculous. I know it's it's on it, like I said it's unbelievable and it's just it's taking it's taking the emotion out of a game out of a very emotional game so that's well said. Two more questions for you, real quick. The Bears are playing on Thanksgiving again this year. After like a long drought for you know many many years, they've just had a recent run. Did you ever want to play Thanksgiving football? No, never. I never did. I I, I mean you you have to miss so much as it is. I mean, now you gotta now you gotta play on Thanksgiving. So you know, let's just say you play a noon game, but it's it's an away game. Yeah, I've still probably come home at nine o'clock at night or something like that, if that. And so it's just I I, I wouldn't want to play. Uh, I you know I mean you you like I said you you miss so much already. I mean you miss you know all of that stuff in college uh, and now the pros. And it's just, it, it, it's a lot. You know, now I, I get to the point where I want to take my kids to school every day. Because when I was playing, like, the only day I could do it was, like, Tuesdays when we were off. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I wouldn't be able to take my kids to school. Then I won't see them Saturday. And then I get a chance to see them Sunday night when I get back from the game. But, you know, you miss so much that I, I wouldn't want to play in it, just to be honest. Last question for you. So I mentioned earlier your post-playing career. You do so much. You're so involved, whether it's the skits, the roles on different TV shows, the hosts. Which one of those, whether it's a skit or a role or something, has been most most rewarding to you over the last 10 years that you've kind of created? Probably Cream Bigum's character. I love um, Cream Bigum's man. It was it was it was something that I didn't even want to do. And uh, end up doing it. It was just like in the, in, the, in the back of my phone. And I was just like, man, at some point, I'm probably going to put this out. I just don't know when. Because it's just so like, it was so ridiculous to me. Like me doing all of these basketball moves in my garage. I mean, it was, it was hot. I was sweating. And it just, it just seemed like the, the stupidest thing in the world that I just had in my phone. And I put it out and 
it was it was just crazy the response that it got. I mean, all the way to the point where I was uh, in an NBA All Star celebrity game, you know, and I was on NBA Live 19 as a character that you can unlock. And, you know, he has over 300,000 followers on Instagram. So it was just, it was just ridiculous, uh, the, uh, the, the response to that character. And, uh, and it all stemmed from me not even want to do it. So uh, I just think it's dope how everything kind of manifested with, with that character. I think the world is very glad you put that out there. So I mean, me, me for sure. But Spice, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys go out, get your Charmin Forever roll as you stock up for the winter so that way you don't have to go out and get more toilet paper. And Spice, I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving coming up. I hope you guys have a great holiday and a great holiday season. Yes, sir. Same to you. Happy holidays. Appreciate you. Special thanks go out again to Spice Adams and his team for giving me the opportunity to interview him. And again, you can read the entire piece at bearswire.com as well. But man, the guy really knows a lot about football. I I mean, we know this because he obviously played and he hosts Inside the Bears with Lawrence Greeden. But with all the different memes and social media characters he comes up with, it's sometimes you forget. So just, just great opportunity and a lot of fun to pick his brain. I know I speak on behalf of Ryan, Jack, Logan, Patrick, and everybody really involved with Bear Down Report when I just say thank you so much for your continued listenership, your support, whether this is your first podcast you're listening to, or I'm not entirely sure what episode we're on. I know Ryan's good at that, but if you've been listening for a year now, really, because it's been the year anniversary we just want to thank you and we can't do this without your support. So it truly means the world to us. If you can, please make sure you share this podcast for us listeners. Thanksgiving's coming up. Maybe share it with a family member who's a big bears fan and make sure you, if you can leave a like rate, subscribe, all of that stuff. It really helps the podcast grow. So, so again, Thank you, and I'm really looking forward to being back with all the guys again. I was bummed I had to miss the one-year anniversary podcast, but I'm sure it's going to be great coming back for this next post-game podcast. So, for Ryan Dangle, for Logan Bradley, for Patrick Sheldon, for Jack Wright, I'm Brendan Chagru, and as always, folks, bear down.